That was great. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you, appreciate you, appreciate you. Um, I'm always thankful for uh, the opportunity that God's given me to talk to you guys. I love you guys so much. I love hanging out with you guys. I love growing with you guys. I'm glad God has placed me here with you guys. So thank you guys for uh, being here with me. And I'm extremely grateful for you guys. So, but today we are in our, the, we are in the last week of our series called Satisfied. You guys with me? Do you want me real quick? Satisfied. All right, good, 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 good. So we are in the last week of the series. We have talked about a lot. We talked about what it is to be satisfied. We talked about what it means to be satisfied. And we talked about being content in all circumstances, for those of you who weren't here. Now, the idea of satisfaction is important. But today, we're going to be talking about what it looks like to live out a life of thankfulness. So you're probably like, Hunter, what does that mean? So what you have to understand is that part of being satisfied is being thankful, right? Being thankful or thankfulness is the beginning of peace. So thankfulness and satisfaction, they go hand in hand. Colossians 3.15, it says, let the peace of Christ rule your heart. You see, the Hebrew word for peace is shalom. Can you guys say it with me? Shalom. Shalom. Oh, we're going to say it a little different? All right. <laughs> no, it's all right. You're the teacher. You, you want to preach? No, no, I'm a slave. Shalom. Okay? So that word means a general sense of well-being and prosperity. Okay? Now, in order for you to live a satisfied life, a thankful life to God, your heart has to be at peace. Now, that feeling of peace comes when your life is committed to God, when your mindset is committed to God. Now, oftentimes, people believe that this world is full of peace, right? We think that we can get peace from the world. If you turn on the TV, turn on the news, today, like, there's no peace in the world, right? There's wars going on. People are getting killed left and right. People are getting robbed. People are stealing. Like, there's no peace in this world. And they believe these things. They believe that the world can help them achieve peace, right? But that is one of the biggest lies that the enemy has told us today. So what I want you guys to understand, what I want you guys to listen in, in is that the truth is that the basis of peace is the work of Christ. Let me say that again. The truth is that the basis of peace is the work of Christ. See, although Jesus isn't physically present on the earth like he was, faith in Jesus has been, still is, and always will be the answer to the world's problems today as it was before when Jesus was here. So you're probably thinking, Hunter, what does this have to do with satisfaction, right? See, what you have to get is that the idea of peace and satisfaction go hand in hand. 
Lack of peace comes from dissatisfaction with things the way that they are. Let me say that again for you. Lack of peace comes from dissatisfaction with the things the way that they are. So what does that mean? Like I said earlier, satisfaction and thankfulness, they go hand in hand. You know, throughout the series, we've been talking about this, gener- this generation that we're living in. You know, we're never satisfied. We're always looking for the newest clothes, the newest sneakers, the newest consoles, newest iPhones, newest this, the newest that. You know, for adults, it could be the newest car or whatever, right? So we're never satisfied. But I'll tell you this, when I was your age, you know, I went on a mission trip to Haiti, a third world country, and I went over there, we stayed there for about a week. And during that week, during that time that we were there, we went to different orphanages, we uh, did different projects there, we built a garden, we did several different things. And what you notice is that the kids are extremely grateful. You know, over there, they don't have, some people don't have electricity, a lot of people don't have just running water. A lot of them don't really have food. But, you know, I'm not here trying to offend people or anything, but, like, I, we would play soccer with them. You know, we had soccer balls to give out to the kids, and we let them keep them. And that was, like, the greatest thing to them. Because, like, keep in mind, they don't know what an Xbox is. They don't know what an iPhone is. You know, all they have, all they know is soccer, you know. And that's something that they were excited to have, right? But what I want you to understand is that when you're not satisfied and appreciative for things that God has blessed you with, you will never truly have peace. Satisfaction is the realization that all things that are given to us are provided by God. Let's check this out. Son, come here. This, this is my son. This is my son, PJ. As you can see, you can tell the resemblance between us. So come here, come here son. So my son, PJ, great guy. Um, I've known him for a while now. Uh, very smart, very God-fearing man. Funny guy. Uh, well, funny-looking guy. And um, very nice kid. <laughs> very nice kid. Very nice kid. So because of that, I want to give you something. How does that sound? That's okay with you? So close your eyes. Close your eyes, bro. All right. <laughs> Are you ready? Open. Boom. No, no, come back. I'm not done. I'm not done. <laughs> so what you so tell people what you got there, bro. Tell people what you got, man. Come stand in front. Come so they can see you. It's a, a Tootsie Roll Pop. So what what flavor is it, bro? Cherry. Cherry? Okay. All right. Cherry. Cherry. What else? Tell them, tell them something else about it. Yeah, try to go ahead and taste it. Go ahead and taste it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's red. It tastes like cherry. Is it good? Do you like it? Okay, you like it a lot. Okay, that's good. That's good. So would you say, um, are you appreciative for what the lollipop? Okay, that's good. That's good. That's good. I'm glad you are. That lollipop's been sitting on my desk for a while, so I'm glad you liked it. But check this out, though. Check this out, though. I got something else for you. I got something else for you, okay? Close your eyes. Close your eyes, all right?
All right. Open your eyes. Boom. <laughs> come back, son. Come back, son. Come back. Come back. Come back. Come back. Now tell me what you got. Tell me what you got there. Super treat mixed dum-dums. Okay, how many dum-dums you got in there? 300. It's not even 300 people in here, bro. 300. Okay, so look at the back. How many flavors is on there? 16 different flavors? Can you, what, okay, give me three. Give me three. Give me three of that. Okay, what's, what's that flavor? Cinnamon roll? Have you ever had a cinnamon roll dum-dum? Have y'all ever had a cinnamon roll dum-dum before? Really? I've never had, I didn't know they make that in the lollipops. That is, that's mind-blowing. That's mind-blowing. Okay. But, but uh, what I want you guys to notice is that, you see when I whipped out the first Tootsie Roll, the one single lollipop, and he was grateful, right? You guys saw that? PJ opened it up, said it was cherry, said it was good too, right? But you see, when he was appreciative, I decided to give him more, right? Right? You guys see that? Got a whole bag of lollipops, right? So what I want you to understand is that you have to be grateful for the thing God's blessed you with, right? Because when you're grateful for the things that God has already given you, God will see that and bless you with more. Because why would God bless you with more if you're not satisfied with the things that you already have, right? See, I gave PJ the lollipop, right? He was satisfied, right? So I decided to give him more, right? And how you feeling now? You like it, right? You like it. He's appreciative, right? He's feeling great, right? And hopefully maybe he'll give some out to y'all. We'll see. But give it up for my volunteer, PJ. There you go, PJ. There you go, son. Enjoy that. Enjoy that. Yeah, that's my Christmas present to you, son. So don't expect anything under the tree this year. You see what I want you guys to get? from that illustration, is that when God sees that you're thankful and satisfied for the things that he's already given you, he'll be open to bless you more, okay? So it's important that we're not only grateful, but thankful for the things he's given us, right? Because probably one of you, a lot of you are like, oh, um, I need some more um, Crocs, right? You guys are into Crocs, right? I need some more Crocs, right? There's people that don't even have shoes, right? There's some people that don't have clothes on their backs. But you have to be grateful for those things because they're so important. And they're really, they're really, um, they're really a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? No, that's not the word. No, I said that already. No, they're... Satisfied, right? They're satisfied, okay? <laughs> All right, quiet down, quiet down, quiet down, quiet down. Come back in, come back in, come back in. So you're probably thinking, Hunter, like, you know, I don't really have much to be thankful for, you know? I mean, everything's cool right now, but what do I really have to be thankful for? So by show of hands, raise your hand if you can see me right now. Everybody here? Okay. Raise your hand if you can hear me right now, right, right. Raise your hand if you have all your arms and legs, right, yeah. Raise your hands if you can walk, right. A lot of you can walk in here, right. So the fact that God even allowed you 
to have breath in your lungs right now is really a blessing. There's a lot of people today that woke up and took their last breath. You know, nowadays, as I get older, get a little older, um, and my birthday comes around each year, I'm grateful. I'm thankful. Because there's so many young people in this world that don't make it to C23. You know? How old are you guys? Like, what, 15, right? 14, 16, right? 14, 12, right? There's a lot of people that didn't even get to see 12 or 14. But here you are, God chose to keep you, so you have to be thankful. So there's no way that you can tell me, you can sit here and look me in the eye and tell me that you have nothing to be thankful for. All these things that we talked about, all these blessings that we talked about are reasons to be thankful. But here, let me show you, let me read you something. Let me show you what it looks like to not be thankful. Romans 1, 18 through 21. It says, the wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Since what may be known about God is plain to them, because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power, and divine nature have been clearly seen. Being understood from what has been what has been what has been made so that people are without excuse for although they knew God they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened so in this passage Paul is talking about the people of Rome. And during that time period, if you do some history or check some history, the people of Rome weren't typically godly people. You see, they knew God because he had revealed himself to them. But you see, although, even though they knew God, they never glorified him or gave him thanks. And you see what that did, it led them, it darkened their hearts. And it led them into darkness. See, what what you have to understand is that the darkening of your heart is like a slippery slope. You know, it starts with following the desires of your own heart. Then it goes on into doing those things that you know aren't right. Then, Then you start not following God. Then you start following the wrong crowd. Then you start living a life of sin. And truth be told, this isn't a life that you want to live. It's not good. And to be honest, 
to know God and still live this way is incredibly ignorant. And you see, it's unfortunate because of people still living like this today. You probably know those people. And it could even be you. The point I want you to get is that not living a life of thankfulness to God will ultimately lead to your separation from him. You see, we need to remember that God is the source of all that we have. We should be thankful to God because he's worth our thanksgiving. You see, when we are thankful, our focus moves away from our selfish desires, that desire to always want more. Expressing thankfulness for the things that you have already helps us remember that God is in control. You see, thankfulness is not only appropriate, but it's actually healthy and beneficial to us. It reminds us of the bigger picture. That we not only belong to God, but the blessings that we receive, everything that we have, everything that we own, all comes from him. As sinners, we deserve God's wrath. But through the death and resurrection of Jesus, God allows us to avoid this wrath. And not only that, but he allows us to spend eternity with him and have a relationship with him. Is that not enough to be thankful for? I feel like it's real easy to be thankful for when times are good, you know, when everything's going smooth, school's going good, you know, life's going good, doing good in your sport, passing all your tests, but, but what about when life's going a little rough, you know? What if your parents are going through a divorce? What if one of your, uh, someone you love is sick in the hospital? What if you're just struggling through life? I say, for me, you know, this year, one of the hardest times was when I found out my mom was suffering or had breast cancer at the time. And so usually when you hear that kind of thing, you think how much time you got left, right? And so it was hard. You know, it wasn't something easy for me. And, you know, the first thing we did, my mom told me, was we got down on our knees and prayed. 
Because I feel like we always look for the answers in the wrong things. We look for peace from other things. But what I'm thankful for is a God that loves me. I'm thankful for a God that takes care of me. I'm not thankful for all the things, all the material things that I own. My thankfulness starts with Jesus Christ. And that's where it should start with you. As the band comes, what I want you to get is that when others see that you're crediting God during difficult circumstances, they may be confused or wonder why you're giving all this credit to God. But living a thankful life for the gospel can give you opportunities to spread God's word and spread God's love. And it's our job as believers to live out a life of thankfulness so that others can see Jesus through us. You see, when you cultivate, cultivate a spirit of thankfulness, it overflows into other relationships that you have with people. So what I want to do is challenge you guys. I want to challenge you this holiday season to show gratitude for your blessings. And I want you to do that by living out a thankful life for God. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for this day. Thank you for this time now that we have to come together and worship you, Lord. Lord, I pray that we focus on you, God. And we focus and we become thankful for all the things that you've done in our lives. I just want to continue to thank you for the peace you've given in our lives. Someone in here may be thinking that peace comes from the world. But the world has no peace in it. Lord, we love you, we praise you, that's in Jesus' name we pray, amen.